Welcome to the Gratitude Cafe, positive radio to feed your soul. Your dynamic host and founder, Sue Lundquist, will bring you her own intuitive talents and gifts for co-creating, healing, and teaching. Her show, The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul, is focused on bringing you to a higher place each week where you can leave the hustle of life at the door. So pull up a chair and join us for The Gratitude Cafe, Positive Radio to Feed Your Soul. Oh, my goodness. Welcome, you guys. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We are live uh, from the Pacific Northwest live radio here. Actually, we have a caller from the UK, but I'm going to get to that beautiful little soul in just a minute. You might hear her rustling around a little bit. Um, But we've got Kitty Waters on the phone, and we are going to have an incredible hour full of inspiration, joy, love. We're going to talk about Dharma. We're going to talk about truth and reality, and we're going to educate you. And of course, just like any other show, it's a new perspective, new ideas, new thoughts, a new you. It's still you, but we're just revising it just a bit. You know, you (laughs) 2.0. So let's find yourself. Let's regain that personal power. What does your purpose look like? Well, you guys have heard me talk about um, my curriculum and the stuff that I teach. Of course, I'm extremely passionate about showing you how to reclaim yourself and your personal power, helping you to, as you go through life and shedding those old beliefs and those old fears and relationships, personal business, all of that. And those experiences are attached to old habits that you will need self-regulating tools to help you sustain all that self-love, self-care, and you're going to get exactly that. So you can... Work with me one-on-one. Of course, you can go um, on my website to suelundquist.com, letter C, the number two, the letter C, for the craziness to clarity template for transformation and the essence of you program. That is my curriculum. It has changed hundreds of people's lives, including myself. I walk the talk daily, hourly, minute by minute. Every conversation, quite honestly, is an initiation for me to show up bigger and better Um, and you know, a better self, more powerful, more effective, more clear. And, um, to shine that example for all of you as well. I'm not perfect and I will make mistakes (laughs) and we are all making mistakes and learning as we go. But if you are questioning your purpose, if you got to spin out, burnout, lack of desire, anxiety, all of that, go on to suelundquist.com and go to the C, uh, C to C or, you know, clarity to, or craziness, clarity template for transformation, or of course, reach out to me and we'll look at one-on-one coaching. If I'm not the right match, we'll find you somebody who is. All right. We are jumping in to today's call. We're not taking phone calls today. Um, Kitty and I are going to inspire you. We're going to motivate you. And I'm going to give you the formal introduction like you guys have heard me do many times before. And then I'm going to bring her on because wait until you hear this beautiful woman talk and inspire Kitty is an inspirational, motivational speaker, coach, consultant, and mentor. She is the British founder of ATL Europe Group. ATL is a global recognized nonprofit and peer group for people doing transformational work. Kitty's life has gone full circle after having a nervous breakdown in her 20s, suffering from depression, drug and alcohol abuse. And, you know, like all of us, we have dissatisfaction, disconnection from life that led her down a personal development route. 
Thank God for that. And we've got her right here on the Gratitude Cafe. Welcome, Miss Kitty. Let's introduce you, love. Hello, darling. So lovely to be with you. Oh, baby, I just want to hear you talk. It gives me goosebumps. <laughs> I'm British, yes. <laughs> oh, I absolutely love it. So I can go ahead and keep continuing with the formal introduction. But you know what? As my audience knows, I w- we want to get to know you. So let's let's jump in and let's talk about that full circle moment and where it got to you. Because you're walking your talk every day just like myself. Yeah, thank you so much. Well, you so bet, lovely. Love. Well, it's just amazing to be here, first of all. I'm excited about the conversation that we are going to have. Um, but yes, I've definitely taken my life from nervous breakdown Um, chronic depression and actually um, we had a huge history of depression in the female side of my family it ran down generation after generation after generation Um, and at the age of 21 it kind of came to fruition with myself and I actually had a nervous breakdown and I think at 21 you don't really have any idea what's going on and I didn't really understand why this had all happened to me Mm. Um, and British culture is quite um, stiff upper lip, darling, and you don't talk about, <laughs> you oh. don't really talk about your emotions and you don't talk about your feelings. Vulnerable, vulnerability, what's that? Absolutely. And, um, you know, British families can be incredibly um, tight, actually, and not, not we don't cry. I, I haven't seen, I didn't see anybody cry in my family. My dad didn't cry, my mum didn't cry. Um, crying was actually, like, I viewed it as weak, Mm. And wow. um, so, mm. and so at 21, I actually had an affair with a boss, um, very innocent um, now when I look back on it, but I didn't like myself for what I was doing. And of course, I kept all of those emotions inside and they just went round and round and round and to the point where I cracked. Mm. Um, yeah. And so, well, you know, go ahead, love. I'm sorry. No, not at all. It was just, I think, you know, I think it's important for people to know this story because um, it's really important for me to people, for people to understand that you can go from that dark depth and you can transform things and you ta- can turn things around. Like for me, um, at 21, I had a nervous breakdown and I still didn't really understand what was happening. So I, um, for the next eight years of my life, I suffered with depression. I used Um, alcohol as a way of coping it was my shut off it was my escape Um, and then that progressed into cocaine Um, I worked in the city of London which is uh, the financial center and um, it's kind of work hard play hard mentality Um, and I definitely was in that mentality and I was you know very disconnected and very um, very stark actually very unhappy outwardly you know I was earning good money I had a good job you know, in theory, I should have been happy, but actually internally I was dying inside Mm. and I didn't know who to talk to or what to do. And so I kind of just accepted it, that it was my lot. Um, And then at the age of 28, I made a big discovery, which was that that we had this huge family history um, because no one had really told me. Um, At the age of 28, I got a phone call at work um, from my dad to say my mother had gone missing. Uh, and she had been suffering herself with very bad depression. And um, she had supposedly gone to a friend's house, but she'd never arrived. And so my dad phoned me and he said, your mum's gone missing. Um, can you come home? And of course, my first thought was, what the hell were you doing letting her out the house? <laughs> um, <laughs> you know, she wasn't well. <laughs> yes. 
Um, and then luckily for me, my boyfriend at the time was a paramedic. So I went home, I picked up my boyfriend who was on his day off and I picked up my sister and I drove back to my parents' house, which was about an hour outside of the city of London. And in my living room was a policeman. And he said to me, Sue, has your, he was clutching a suicide note. And he said to me, has your mum ever tried to do anything like this before? And I said, no. And at that point, my dad said, yes. <laughs> yeah. I got it was goosebumps a bit... all over my body. It's just lit up. Mm. And that was when I found out that we had this, um, my dad proceeded to tell me that, um, and the policeman, that we had, mum had suffered with quite bad depression. She'd had postnatal depression. Her mother had suffered with postnatal depression. As far as we know, there was lots of depression in the family. You know, and all this stuff came tumbling out. And I, my kind of world shattered in that instant. But there was nothing I could do about it all, because obviously my first primary concern was the fact that my mother had gone missing. So I do remember... Um, just going, well, I can't deal with this now, but I have to go and look for her. So my, my sister, my boyfriend and I, we went to my back of my parents' house. And at the back of my parents' house is a big expanse of woods. You know, you've got acres and acres of woods one way and acres and acres of woods the other. And I remember just thinking, well, where do we go? You know, we, we, how are we supposed to find her? We have no idea where she is. And um, I remember my sister saying, where do we go? Which way? And um, suddenly I got a voice in my head saying, turn right. And I remember my sister saying, where do we go? And I said, we need to turn right. And she said, how do you know? And I just said, I don't know. I'm, somebody's telling me to turn right. Um, and it was quite an incredible experience because we then proceeded to be guided to where my mum was. Um, and she had overdosed. Um, and she, luckily for us, she had kind of slumped on top of herself. Um, but she was okay. Um, she hadn't gone into the water. Um, and so I remember running for the ambulance and I remember um, my boyfriend obviously looking after her. Um, but I remember kind of in that moment thinking, oh, I know I've got to change my ways. I know I'm not living my life the way I need to. Um, you know, please look after my mum and I promise you I'll kind of, you know, change. Yeah. Change. Just, Isn't you know, it amazing what we, I know, but look at, look at, I mean, and it, it's like when we hit a wall, then we change. It's like, can mm. we be the example to so many people and say, you know what, we're here to give you the education now so when you don't have to hit that wall. But there's so much value to, and I, I disclaimer here, audience, in hitting the wall because there's no other place for you to go except for upper expansion when you choose to do that. Mm. And that was what exactly happened with me. Yeah. This, this voice in my head, you know, luckily for me, my mum was okay. She got counselling. You know, she hadn't, you know, she she was okay. We, we kind of got her the help she needed. But the experience that I had with a voice in my head guiding me to, towards, you know, where my mum was, was a huge wake-up call. Massive, massive wake-up call for me. And like we said, you know, we don't want people to have to get to the point where they have these big wake-up calls or this big kind of shake cups but yes. in my case it was a it was a big wake up um and it, I started to look to educate myself because I was like how could this happen you know how oh. do you get get a voice in your head and I'd always thought there was kind of more to life than we could see but this experience really woke me up um and I just started to really buckle down and educate myself mm, I see I love that and following your inner guidance and honing in and then discerning what messages are coming through. So audience, I want to remind all of you who we're talking to. We're talking to Kitty Waters. 
Kitty has 20 years background in business, having built departments and companies from scratch. She was a shareholder in the James Con recruiting business, the Dragon's Den. You guys have heard that, which sold for $52 million in 2015. She's also fully trained Reiki master and an NLP practitioner. We're getting to know her, her backstory. Um, and also, Kitty is in the process of launching Kitty Talks, a social enterprise whose mission is to inspire a generation of change makers to follow their passion and their purpose and make a difference in the planet. She's doing that right now. Uh, she has a podcast currently at Kitty Waters, Kitty Water, or Kitty underscore talks. All that stuff is on my website and Facebook, so you guys can get a hold of her there as well. I want to jump into the and, and uh, well, I want to back up because I think it's important that we talk to the audience about effective communication yeah. when. We feel that we, and I love that you use your family because we have this in family and we have it in business. Um, I've, I've, I've personally witnessed, you know, not being able to be vulnerable or not being able to have open communication, effective communicate, just being able to talk and be vulnerable, to be sad and to be happy or to be depressed or whatever that is, to, to have somebody in your life to have that space to have that. And I think it's important that the audience... Um, here's us talking about that. So they have the permission to do that. And if you don't have somebody in your life currently that you can find that person, because we don't want you to hit that wall. What would you, what would you say to that? Mm. Kitty? Yeah, I think for me, I'd never, it would never been talked about, you know, so the, when I kind of was having problems and I didn't feel very connected to life, I didn't really know who to go and talk to. I didn't know mm -hmm. that that wasn't correct. Um, you know, and I absolutely concur with what you're saying. If you're, if you don't feel right, if life doesn't feel joyful, if you don't feel connected, it's definitely a sign and a signal that you need to change something and find somebody to talk to. Um, I think I'm happy to say that times have changed. I think things are much Ooh. more op open now. <laughs> yeah. um, I like yes. to think so. Um, well, yeah, yes, it, of course it is. Look how you're showing up to the world, love. Thank you. Mm. Well, I think it's so important to be totally truthful and open and honest about our stories. And, you know, I suffered with depression for about 10 years, but I'm very pleased to say that I actually don't suffer anymore and I haven't suffered for um, the last 10 years. So in my case, I managed to completely dissipate what I was experiencing. And a lot of that was through the education that I did um, and a lot of it is what I do in my Dharma program now. So I have a, a Do Your Dharma program, which is all about getting people onto the correct path in life. And I think similarly to your work, Sue, you know, when we uncover our purpose, when we get on what the Dharmic texts talk about, the right path of action, I've seen miraculous things happen where people can come in depressed, anxious with CFS, all sorts of weird and wonderful things. And once they get really channeled in the correct direction and they get uh, insights into their purpose and what path they should be on. I see a lot of these things naturally clear themselves up, which is just incredible. Um, so never give up hope is what I would say to anybody listening, anybody listening who is suffering um, with anxiety and depression, you know, find somebody you resonate with, find somebody that you like the sound of that you think can serve you and, you know, make a connection with those individuals. Yes, for sure. And I, I love that you even brought it up because, and I know when I was in my journey and when you're in the fight or flight state, the last thing, and, and I didn't know, let me back up a little bit. So 
I didn't know what the true feeling of love meant for myself. I didn't have the confidence. I didn't have, it's like putting, if you haven't seen the color green, your brain doesn't know what the color is, right? Mm -hmm. So if you don't have the experience yet, you don't, um, you you hadn't had the experience of self-love or self-confidence prior to that, trying to find that and to even ask the right questions can be quite daunting and difficult because, you know, you're in spin out. You're so do that. What Kitty was talking about, if you, that's a really good sign. If you don't feel love, if you don't feel joy, if you don't feel a connection or connected, reach out to somebody, find somebody in your, in your area or Kitty or myself or, or somebody else that can help you get reconnected. I want to back up and talk about Mm -hmm. the definition of Dharma to make mm-hmm. sure that yeah, people understand the definition of dharma. I, I mean, obviously, I can, it's an inherent nature of reality, an aspect of truth and reality. I would like to hear your definition and how you relate it to your work. Absolutely. Well, dharma actually is used in about 18 different Indian languages. <laughs> yes. So, so obviously, in the Buddhist uh, language, it means the teachings of Buddha. Um, but within the Vedic text, which is the, the term that I refer to, it means the right path of action. So the simplest way to describe the Vedas would be like the Indian equivalent of the Bible. And the Vedic texts were information that was passed down to the upper echelons of society. So kings and queens, um, sages, you know, they all, all understood about dharma and they all understood about the flow of life but for mere minions or for the people in the (laughs) west (laughs) you know this this isn't really a topic that we know or we understand um so one of my goals in life is to really simplify and demystify the subject of dharma for people because actually there's so much wisdom um that we can use in the west to live fulfilling lives now When you do your dharma, you are happier, healthier, you live longer, and you have a deep sense of unshakable inner peace. And what the Vedic texts talk about is it's the right path of action for the individual and for for humanity at the same time. Now, audience, I want to make sure you guys got that. So do your dharma. I want you to repeat that. So if you are doing your dharma, if you're living, I'm going to say in my language, living your truth, um, and you're on your right path, like you were saying, the flow in life, the, and you help people to get on that right path, correct? Absolutely. Yeah, yes. absolutely. So essentially, dharma is not something you can see. It's something you feel. Yeah. So what I mean by that, if you think about if you love somebody, you feel that love. If you, you don't necessarily see it, but you feel it. Now, for me, dharma is something you experience and you feel. So when you're in alignment with your dharma, you feel good. You're, you feel happy. You feel healthy. You know, literally, you have more life force energy running through you. You feel connected and you have this deep sense of meaning. And that can elude a lot of people. And it eluded me for years and years and years. Um, so, yes, my work is in demystifying this subject, making it very, very simple and actually giving people really simple steps of how they can not only get on the correct path, but stay on the right path. Mm. Audience, I love that. I love that. You can go to www.kittytalks.com to find out more information, of course. Let's jump into... You know, give us some pearls of wisdom. What what what's coming mm. up for you today? What's what can we share with the audience, love? 
Well, I, I'm going to give you some examples because I always think stories are the best way oh, to describe yes, this. Yes. So the first job that I ever got, I was working in a pub and um, I got back from traveling and I kind of was, t- I was probably maybe even 18, 19 and I was working in a pub and I thought, oh, I've got to get a bit of a proper job. Um, so I listened to that inner voice that said, you need to get a proper job. And I remember talking to my best friend at the time and she babysat for a woman that owned a company that happened to be opposite the pub. And she said, oh, she's looking for somebody to work for her. She has a recruitment company. You know, it's all about talking. You're pretty good at talking. You know, why don't you go and have a chat with her? (laughs) And that was literally it, Sue. And so I walked across one lunchtime. I went across the road. I had a conversation with this lady. I came back and I had a, a proper job. Now oh. I tell you that <laughs> I tell you I tell you I that story. it's right across the street. I mean it's like I right know. there. There's there's a metaphor there, right? We know this. Absolutely. So I tell you that story because it was like I came home one day and I was like, I've got a job. And my parents were like, Oh my god, how did you do that? And and I kind of thought to myself, that was really easy. I didn't really do anything apart from follow what was exciting to me. And this job was exciting to me. So I'd give it six months. I worked there six months and I was starting not to enjoy it anymore. I was desperate to be uh, promoted. And um, I'm not very um, good at administration. I'm very good at talking. I'm not very good at admin. And I'd forgotten to post a letter. And they'd actually given me a verbal warning at this company because I'd forgotten to post a letter. And in my sort of innocence and my youth, I was really put out that they had given me this warning because I thought that's, you know, I'm not very happy about that, you know, and I really want to be promoted. And, yeah. and, so, and so I remember telling, sharing with another friend of mine that I wanted to get another job or I thought I might as well get another job. And she told me she worked in advertising in a newspaper. She told me about one of her clients who was in London, who were another recruitment business, who um who sounded amazing and they were having a graduate training day and I should go and the next thing I know I'd gone to this graduate training day and there were 30 people going for four jobs but because I had experience I got the job now again I shared I share these examples (laughs) because these were points in my life where my life flowed and what Dharma talks about is there's a very simple uh it's a simple analogy it's a simple formula for Dharma so When we do our dharma, we are following what is passionate to us, for us, and we're using our unique gifts and talents in service to others. And that is the path of dharma. So if you see in those two examples, I was listening to my inner voice. I was just following this chain of excitement through my life. And consequently, things were flowing really beautiful. Now, when I got out of alignment with Dharma was when I wasn't very happy in that business and they gave me the verbal warning. And instead of staying in the business and being miserable and um, and kind of being too scared to leave, I did something about it. Mm. Now, I share these stories because the purpose of you guys understanding the concept of Dharma is so you can recognize when you're in or out of alignment with it. So... When your life is flowing, when you have meaning, when you have purpose, when you're enjoying yourself, you're, no, you're probably in alignment. Now, what tends to happen is we tend to outgrow a relationship or we outgrow a job, but we tend to get stuck in the fear. We tend to go, oh, no, I'm too old to move jobs. Or you start to tell yourself stories. Your, mind's, your mind will get in the way and say, you can't leave your job because of this X, Y, Z. Now, the purpose of life is to evolve and grow. 
And when we get to points where we're not evolving or growing, I believe that we fall out of this flow of life, the Dharma. So what I do with people is just show them how to consistently stay in flow with their evolution and with the path of Dharma. And of course, the benefits to doing this is you're in alignment really with your higher purpose and you're in alignment with your passions and you're in alignment with your excitement and you're in alignment with life because you're evolving and growing. So it's a very rewarding journey. And I think if you were to say to most people, like, how do you get on your spiritual path? You know, it's a difficult one. But actually, through the Dharmic texts, we have proven formulas that can work. Mm. I ju- I'm just, I'm, 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 I'm hooked on every word in, in the conversation. I love that you teach people to stay in the flow and to also, and I love the stories of action too, because if you're not happy and, oh, I so agree with you, so many people, including myself, we fall into that spin out of fear and we allow ourselves to go into contraction or diminish mm-hmm. ourselves. And I take full responsibility for that. And I say that audience to you that take the accountability and take responsibility for your own actions and behavior. And as as simple as that is for me to say, it is not always the action to change because you've got fear, you've got doubt. There's so many variables that your nervous system and your mind is going to play games with you thinking that you're not worthy. All that beautiful stuff comes up and, and you know, your nervous system kept you safe for a while, but it just doesn't serve you anymore. So if you can find somebody to help you with that evolving and growing and like Kitty's talking about, she consistently helps you stay in that growth um, and helps you stay in that passion and that excitement, which I love. Will you um, gratitude? Because obviously that's a big Mm -hmm. component in my life um, Mm -hmm. and staying above the line and having gratitude. But before Mm -hmm. we have that conversation, I want to remind the audience, seriously, taking accountability and responsibility for your actions and not being in the victim role. Mm -hmm. And I think that's so important because, you know, it starts with awareness. That's part of my curriculum and everything starts in awareness. And if your head's in the sand, that's not me judging you or nor would Kitty. It's just you're not ready to see that aspect of yourself yet. But where where I'm saying to the audience right now, you guys, um, Really look at your life. And if it's not in flow, if you're not excited, take action, be accountable, be responsible, because you are the only one that's going to be able to do that. So let's go back to, right, Kitty? I mean, it, Absolutely, it's, yeah. it's a big hurdle, though. It's It can be very scary. And the, the nervous system and the brain and all those triggers get gets involved, too. Yeah, well, I suppose it means us, you know, if if we don't like how our life looks, it can be quite uh, confronting. But actually, you're taking your power back. Mm -hmm. Because like you you said, Sue, you know, once you take responsibility for your life, you can do something about it. You know, while you're hiding in it's everybody else's fault, you don't have any power. And, you know, this is the Leo Aquarius age. It's all about people waking up to their personal sovereignty and understanding and reclaiming their power. And that's definitely, I know your role in life, Sue, is to support other people in that. It's definitely one of mine. Mm-hmm. I want the audience to hear that because, you know, we've got, and I know when I was in spin out and I'm like, take my power back. What do you mean? I feel I'm, or, you know, I'm not being a victim. You know, that that little attitude that you get, well, I'm not a victim. What do you mean? 
when you're when you're in denial of being a victim and you're in that consistent spin out. So my lovely audience, we love you. What we're saying here is truly, truly take your power back. You do not need to be doing what other people think you should be doing or their aspects of themselves, you know, the projection and all that other language we can get into. But seriously, it is you taking your power back. That means saying, whoa, 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 wait a minute. Am I in love? Am I in joy? Do I feel connected like Kitty was talking about earlier? And if you don't, then let's look at getting your dharma, right? Mm. Love, joy, passion. Absolutely. And it's and it's such a worthwhile journey because I have really seen in my own life and in obviously in my community, because I have a community of people doing doing their dharma. We've had over 80 people go through the program now. Um, but I just see magic and miracles all the time. Like when you get in alignment with your highest excitement, with your passion, with your love, with your joy, with your gratitude, with your happiness, um, it's very a very good place to be. And consequently, you're almost like um, what you put out in the world is what comes back. Um, and in my own case, like I now run an organization called The Network, which, which is a um, global organization for transformational leaders. And I had the idea for that organization about seven years ago. And it was everything I was passionate about. You know, it was personal development. It was community growth. It was about changing the world. And of course, now what I realize is I was going after my dharma. I, when I first heard about the organization, it's a was connected to an American organization. And when I first heard about it, it was like a light bulb kind of went off in my head. And it was like, oh my goodness, I want to do that. Now, for some reason, and I think it was my soul speaking, I didn't let I didn't let the doubts kick in. I kind of just went for it and I proceeded to tell people I was going to run this organization, tell people I was going to bring it over and from the States. I wrote a business plan. I went to a three day a week job so I could even set it up. And crazy stuff happens when we commit to what oh, we want to happen. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> And so I spent six, six to nine months telling people what I was going to do and sharing it with whoever would listen. And then I do believe the universe looks for openings for people who will do its work. And um, my now partner in the organization, and I've been running this organization now for seven years, she was a lady that I'd connected with. And she was a speaker and I had helped her come to the UK and she's American. She was coming to the UK to do an event and I'd just been very supportive with her and I'd helped her. And then in between time, I'd come up with this idea to run this organization. Now, I hadn't told her this. She didn't know. But nine months later, out of the blue, I got an email from her basically asking if I'd like to get involved in setting up this organization in Europe. <laughs> Of course. Like I've got goosebumps now because every uh, time I tell, like, if it hadn't happened to me, I would not have believed it. Too. Like uh, honestly, um, but it's testament, I believe, in what happens when we have the courage to go after what is our highest excitement, what it is that we truly are passionate about. We're in alignment with our higher selves, you know, and we do get supported. And I think it's important to have a community around you because I think that you know, really helps support you. And that's what we do in our community. But yeah, magic and miracles are totally possible. Oh, I love it. Magic and miracles. All right, guys, with that, we're going to take a quick commercial break. And when we come back, we're going to finish our conversation with the wonderful Kitty Waters. Her, your website is www.kittytalks.com. You can find her on Instagram at kitty underscore talks as well. 
um, join the community, look in to her transformational leaders program and um, what her and her partner in the business are doing <clears throat> and find your Dharma, have the courage to step through that fear. And um, because there is, and Kitty knows that there's so much opportunity on the other side of fear. All right, we're going to take a quick commercial break and we come back. We're going to jump in even deeper. We'll be right back. Preceding audio was via a Skype call. The average time a resume spends on an HR manager's desk is seven seconds, and most of them are tossed aside. Now imagine if one of those resumes belonged to Yasmin, who was living in a shelter, juggling three jobs. I had to be resilient. That's something that you can't teach. Or if that resume was from someone who worked 12 hour shifts at the recycling company with my dad, who's 72. That taught me a work ethic that I carry with me every day. We rely so much on a resume, yet it could never tell the full story of someone. Growing up where I did, a lot of things could have gotten in the way of my goals, but I learned to push through, and that's what I bring to work every day. So maybe it's time we look beyond the resume and look to grads of life. Discover new ways to develop great talent that are so much more than what's on paper at gradsoflife.org. A public service announcement brought to you by Grads of Life and the Ad Council. Hi, this is Dr. Joe Dispenza. I wanted to take a moment and let you know about a nonprofit organization called Give to Give. The Give to Give Foundation was created by a group of people who have studied my work or have participated in my workshops around the world. And by applying the principles of mind over matter and the mind-body connection, they've created outstanding changes in their lives or in their health and they wanted to give back. The organization is dedicated to providing the proper resources to those people in need to gain the opportunity to learn exactly how to change their body or their lives. If you want to learn more about the Give to Give Foundation, or you know someone that needs help, or you simply want to make a donation, visit givetogive.com. Those who give don't always know how to love. Those who love always know how to give. Thank you. Make us part of your daily routine. Alternative Talk, 1150. Oh, I love it. Benny, always the perfect song choice. Thank you. Gotta talk that talk. (laughs) Totally. Oh, my goodness, you guys. Sue Lundquist here with the Gratitude Cafe. We are live from the Pacific Northwest, and we have the beautiful Kitty Waters on the phone with us today. We're talking about following what is exciting to you in the flow. What are you passionate about? Staying in alignment in that passion, that excitement, evolving and growing. But even more importantly, with that evolving and growing, consistently staying in that growth and feeling good about it and taking true responsibility and accountability for yourself, your life. And I say that out loud, you guys say that out loud. If you're in the car and it is your, it's your time to take responsibility. It's your time to take your power back. And we are teaching you and talking to you myself and, and others like us, um, helping you to 
reclaim yourself and to give you that hope. Because I know when I see people, and, and Kitty was talking about this at the top of the hour, how powerful it is to be able to facilitate this type of healing for people and to see them reclaim their hope and mm. to reclaim that love and that passion and that excitement. And it, and, and I, you know, I, what's coming up for me, Kitty, is that I've had a couple clients and one in particular, she said, oh my God, Sue, you sh- it's been in me this whole time. It has been in me this whole time. Mm. And I think that's so powerful for the audience to hear because it is in you and it is, is absolutely in you this whole time. We're just going to help bring that out and to help you reclaim that power with, with the tools and the communication that we've got. Now, before we, we went on break, we were going to um, talk about gratitude. And, I, and mm. I, I just want you to tap in on gratitude and then let's, let's give them some juicy tools. We've, we've, you've offered a very um, generous Dharma cheat sheet that's going to be going out with the radio show. Uh, and we're going to talk about that. But let's talk about your definition of gratitude and jump in from there. Well, gratitude to me is a spiritual practice in itself. Um, It's probably the single most thing I use to shift my anxiety and depression. Um, Gratitude is such a high level emotional vibrational state, like it's up there with happiness and spiritual connection. So it puts you in a very expansive energy. So if you think about humans, we oscillate, you know, we, we go up and down, you know, one day we can be sad, one day we can be happy. Um, but actually, when we are in a state of gratitude, we are in a very high level emotional vibrational state, a very expansive state. And, you know, we feel amazing. Um, and gratitude is something that I use in my life, both morning and evening. And whenever I have a breakdown... <laughs> You know, it's the first tool that I go to, to kind of go, hold on, woman, you know, get a reality check on yourself. (laughs) Stop telling yourself ridiculous stories. You know, how lucky are you? Um, And I just think it's one of the most powerful things that if people can embed it into their lives, you know, it will totally shift and transform your life. Absolutely. And I think the important message here, yes, gratitude is, is a, uh, it's one of my foundation pieces, but yes, it, it is a higher vibration and it's not the Pollyanna stuff. It's not, you know, sitting on a mountaintop with your legs crossed. It's truly recognizing and being in, in awareness of, Oh, you know, my stuff's coming up. All right, let's take a look at that and let that go. And you know what? Really, truly be thankful. I've got a roof over my head. Um, I, you know, I'm doing something that excites me, whatever that is, but truly getting to the truth of what you're grateful for. So it can raise the vibration and keep you above the line. I think that's so important. And I, and I love that you use that for, um, your anxiety. And, and I do that too. I absolutely do that. I can remember a time where my fear and anxiety I was driving in a car in an overpass and and this is my memory for me. And I had so much anxiety. I felt like I was going to go off the overpass and that was just not a reality. So Mm -hmm. I had to, you know, but when you're spinning out in that, you you have to find um, a tool and my tool was gratitude and love Mm -hmm. and complete surrender and trust too. So let's go into Dharma cheat sheet. Mm. Um, I'd love for you to educate the audience on this. Mm. Yeah, absolutely. Well, I think um, obviously, the, hopefully, you guys can will be able to have a look at it and see it. But 
you know, how do we stay in this flow of life? You know, that's the question, right? Because mm-hmm. we have bumps, we, we hit, things are going to happen that we don't necessarily prefer. So it's how do you stay feeling aligned, feeling connected? You know, the simplest principle I teach is to always be following what is exciting to you. I call it your highest excitement. You know, again, excitement is a very high emotional, vibrational state. And it's almost like, for me, your excitement is your compass. Mm. So if we change the way we look at things, like we've talked already on this radio show about how we get disconnected when we're out of the flow of alignment with Dharma. You know, we start to get resistance in our body. If we start to look at things slightly differently, so we look at the things that cause us joy is almost like a... Uh, in a sat nav saying go this direction go this direction go this direction and then when we get out of that flow of joy usually there's some type of resistance or there's something happening so it's important that we recognize when we may be telling ourselves a story about a situation because our mind is very good at taking us out of the flow of dharma so the cheat sheet i've put together is a really really simple way of seeing where you're at and seeing what you need to do to change how you're feeling. Now, what there's certain things that take you into the flow of life, and there are certain things that take you out of the flow of life. So as we've talked about, you know, if you're focusing on what you're grateful for, if you're focusing on the stuff that's amazing in your life, you're going to feel good. Now, what we focus on expands. If you're focusing like I used to when I was depressed, I was always focusing on what was wrong with me. You know, I was constantly beating myself up. I was focusing on what was um, what was wrong with my life, the fact I was single, the fact that I didn't necessarily look the way I wanted to look, the fact that I wasn't, you know, living where I wanted to live. Like, woe is me, you know, literally. And, of course, what you focus on expands. And so when we focus on those negative things, it takes us out of that flow of life. Mm-hmm. So this little cheat sheet I put together is a really simple way for people to look at what's happening in their life and maybe look at what they're experiencing. Um, so the other thing that the Vedas talk about is, you know, and I think it's lots in lots of ancient texts, is about how attachment can cause suffering. You know. Oh, yes. And we all do it. We get attached to a certain outcome. We get attached to something happening. And actually, the real gift in life is when we can just be with whatever is happening in our life. So when we can observe our lives rather than trying to control them and we can go with the flow of them and trust that whatever's happening is for our highest good, then we don't suffer with this attachment, which will cause us to suffer when it doesn't necessarily go our way. So that's another top tip for people listening. You know, if you are finding yourself, you know, in a bad place, maybe you're feeling anxious or maybe you're feeling down or something hasn't gone your way, you know, can you observe it? Can you look at it? And can you trust that actually the right thing is happening? So I want to give you an example of this because I think examples are very, very powerful. (laughs) Very. Um, Thank you, love. mm. So, um, my husband and I uh, have a beautiful house in, in England and we have a barn and we have two barns in the garden and both of them were derelict. And um, we put in a planning application to turn them into little cottages so we could rent out the little cottages. Now, oh. yeah, well, we weren't sure, you know, what um, what was going to happen, but we thought we'd put a planning application in. We told all our neighbours what we are going to do and they, we thought they were on our side. And anyway, very long story short, when the planning application was put in, all of our neighbours complained and said, no, we don't want it. <laughs> and 
I remember thinking, oh my God, I could get really stressed and frustrated about this, but actually I'm just going to trust that whatever's supposed to happen will happen. And so we got planning permission for one. So we have converted one. And what has has unfolded, which is beautiful, is that actually rather than having two residential properties in our garden, we're probably going to have just some type of workshop space. And we're already getting asked to be putting on workshops. <laughs> I love it. So rather than getting attached, this is the point of the story, is rather than getting attached to the outcome of what you think should happen, trust that life has a higher meaning and higher purpose. Now, I didn't see that coming. But if I'd have got all bent out of shape about my neighbours and all, and, and to be honest, in the beginning I did because I was like, oh, my God, you know, how dare they? Um, yeah. <laughs> but the point is, is to have this trust and it's a step back and observe life and not try and control it. And so what's naturally unfolded for us is that we have this beautiful property where we're going to start doing retreats. And it's just unfolded beautifully. And one thing I'd really like to tell your listeners is a myth that comes around purpose. Most people think that they're going to wake up one day and they're going to know why they're on the planet. And that is a huge misnomer. Your purpose unveils itself to you when you have the courage to take the action. So if you are listening to this and you have a beautiful idea, you, you know what you want to happen. Maybe you have a vision. Maybe you have a community you want to set up. Maybe you have a nonprofit, something amazing, but you don't know how it's going to happen. I'm here to tell you that is absolutely fine. Your job in life is to know what you want, not how it's going to unfold. So, oh, did I hear that? It's what you want, not how it's going to unfold. That's really important because just like she was talking about earlier, it's that attachment, that control to the outcome. You can have that unveiling and be super passionate and excited how you teach people to stay excited. Then it, within the journey is how you are learning. I want to Absolutely. make sure the audience got that. Absolutely. So the example that I gave that I knew I wanted to set up this organization, I had no idea how it would happen. Literally no idea how it would happen. And of course, the universe will take care of those things for us. Yep. But what happens with most people is they think, oh, I've got this idea and I really want to do it, but I don't think I'm good enough. So I'm not even going to start. Now, clarity comes through engagement. You won't know how it's going to unfold. You won't know how it's going to happen. Your job is to put one foot in front of the other towards the direction you want to go. And I've seen time and time again in my Dharma community, they will create the vision for their life. And then through our mastery community, they take daily, weekly, monthly action towards the vision of their life. And of course, when you get to the next step, it becomes obvious what you have to do. But it's only when you reach the point of the next step that it does it does the doors open and you, you have the clarity. Oh, I My, love that. Yeah. And I just want to tell people because I know that all of us have dreams and all of us tend to talk ourselves out of stuff and don't take the action and think we're not good enough and think that we can't do it. And it's just us. And actually, I'm here to tell you that all of us can do this. You know, this is our purpose, our dharma, our higher meaning in life you know if you have an idea like that you can totally make it come to fruition um but you do have to start <laughs> oh you do there's so much opportunity on that other side of fear there's so much so and i don't remember who i heard this from but your brain does not know the difference um 
between excitement and is it it's not fear is it fear or you know when you it's like that stage fright fright and excitement so if you are oh, getting ready do you remember that story yeah excitement well I, I, the way i describe it is is fear is just excitement with a um, negative belief attached yes brilliant brilliant i love it and that's and if true. you could absolutely if you can look at your fear and you can look at it and you can say well what is it the worst that you think that's going to happen and you actually get it out on the table and you look at it and you can is it usually, real? yeah exactly you usually find it's not real and actually yeah. it's you know you can it's just a belief that you have that isn't necessarily correct and then you can clear out that belief and off you go again off you go and keep clearing it because it's going to keep mm. coming up because it's your mm. nervous system right it Absolutely. is your nervous system going, yeah, no, that scared me before. It's going to keep scaring me. And then in that moment, you have a choice to stand in awareness and stand in your power and say, you know what? Thank you, nervous system. I love you. I got it this time. We're moving forward. I may not know what that looks like, but I'm trusting and we're moving forward. I love that. Mm -hmm. Have the courage, my beautiful audience. Okay. I'm going to remind all of you who we're talking to and, um, quite honestly, it's to give you love and joy and to help you stay connected and to get on the right path, um, following your inner guidance and, and you, and I want the audience to know you have the power to turn it all around. Kitty Waters said that at the beginning of the hour, at the top of the hour, and you do have the power to turn all of this around. She has the tools. She's got the community. Um, I want to give you her website and it's do your Dharma uk. I will list all of this on Facebook. So if you're driving and of course, I will update all of this, um, for the website and the newsletter, there will also be the, um, cheat sheet, the Dharma cheat sheet that I'm going to include with the radio show. And Kitty's so graciously offered that to you guys. So listen to the radio show and then, um, print out the, um, cheat sheet. It's a pretty it's extensive. I mean, I'm reading it and it's, I'm, I'm loving it. Fear. Ask yourself it's, if it's real. Clarity comes through engagement, action to the vision, taking action. <clears throat> if you have, like Kitty was talking about, if you have a vision, be consistent on your action. And that is going to give you that, that, you know, that purpose and that power that you've always felt and that excitement. Cause Kitty's talking about um, and you call it your highest excitement. That's mm. like your compass, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah, absolutely. I it's like your inner satnav. Inner satnav. Oh, we've all, I love we've it. all got it. We've all got it, but we're not taught to use it. Yes, and in that process, audience, all my lovely ones, in that process of action is where all of the unveiling is going to be coming mm. in your journey. Mm -hmm. Did you hear that? Because people get so spun out and what's my purpose and I've got to be doing this and that's contracted. That's attachment to the outcome. And first you have the clarity of your idea. Like you were talking about clarity comes through engagement and then getting engaged and then, you know, going into your journey and talking to people and um, taking action and getting clear on that. And then within that engagement becomes your actual journey. And it evolves. And it evolves oh, as you go through. All the you know? Oh, my God. Yeah, you want, at one point you're like, okay, great. Oh, nope, here it comes again. And it's ever evolving. Things mm -hmm. just keep happening and evolving. And it is magical. And it is mm -hmm. you expanding. And I think you said magic and miracles um, at the top of the hour. And I love that you use... The language, your highest excitement is your compass. 
Um, I, I, I believe in what you're doing, Kitty. And I, I think that we're quite, we're quite in alignment in what we're mm. doing. We're just using different languages different language, yeah. and I love it. And I absolutely, um, believe in the work that you're doing. And I, and I, I want the audience to take advantage of, um, working with you if they can. So do your Dharma dot co dot uk and clarity does come through engagement you guys action to your vision and ask yourself is that fear really real we've got about three more minutes um what's coming up for you is there anything that you'd like to chit chat about kitty or well i think i just think you know it's so much fun when we do these things together you know, mm. and, and that's why I created the Dharma community. And, you know, we've, I've got 80 people actively doing their Dharma together. So what's so wonderful about that is they all jump in the Facebook group and they're kind of giving an update of what's happening and this synchronicity happened or this happened. Or, you know, maybe they've had an off day and they come in and they just, you know, connect with their community. And it's just fantastic to watch everybody's journeys unfolding. I've got one guy who was told when he was young he couldn't be an artist, it wasn't a career, don't be so ridiculous, blah, 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 blah. 20 years yet later, after a big relationship breakdown, he picked up a paintbrush again, and it felt so amazing to him to paint. And wow. very long, very long story short, because I know we're out, nearly out of time, but um, he was in a job for 18 years. We manifested his redundancy. So he just walked out of there six months later with um, a big redundancy pay, payout. And he's they're paying for him to do portrait artist um, <laughs> courses as well. Oh, yeah. my gosh. Yes. At our most recent retreat, we handed him a million dollar check and said, you're going to be a million dollar portrait artist and now of course he's referring to himself as a million dollar portrait artist so it's energetic you know he's claiming that and so watch this space but he's already manifested a bit of redundancy he's now a full-time portrait artist he's incredible he's channeling when he's painting he feels amazing he feels alive he's totally in his purpose um and you know i know that that came through the support and the love and the connection and the belief changes that he's made through our community so it's exciting to watch people's journeys unfold Oh, I love it. Do you guys hear that? Do you want your compass to be your highest excitement? <laughs> I know I want that to be for you. I want you to be in alignment. And you can do that. You can get the tools. Uh, follow your inner guidance. Go to doyourdharma.co.uk. Get in touch with Kitty. You can find her also on Instagram. And that is Kitty, K-I-T-T-Y underscore talks. Um, and of course at Kitty Waters, um, and, uh, gave out the website, make sure I got that. Do your dharma.co.uk. And thank you so much for coming on the gratitude cafe. And I'm excited to see where our relationship goes mm. and how I can best support you, my love. Thank you so much. And to the rest of the audience, we'll see you next week. And until then, each of you are a gift. Get out there and share yourself with the world. If you like the show, help more people find us by adding your review of the show on iTunes. The more reviews we get, the more people we can reach with this inspiring message on the Gratitude Cafe. Simply search for Gratitude Cafe in iTunes, hit subscribe, and add your honest review. It would help us immensely and we'll be forever grateful. It's one of the best ways you can give back to the show with your review. Thanks for tuning in to the Gratitude Cafe. Don't forget, every week is a new show, and you could submit your questions at sulonquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. 
The show goes live at 8 a.m. Pacific Standard Time in Seattle on Seattle's Alternative Talk AM 1150. You can also call in to the show at 425-373-5527 or 888-298-5569. Find the live streaming link at suelundquist.com forward slash gratitude cafe. We'll see you next week. The preceding audio was via a Skype call.